Hey, welcome back to another episode of e-commerce on tap brought to you by Sourceify. I'm your host, Nathan Resnick. And today we're joined by Samir from Query. Samir, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Nathan. So I want to start learning more about you. I know you've been running Query now for a few years. Let's dive into your background and how Query first got started. Yeah, so I've been in digital marketing for for what feels like forever now. So uh, I started my tenure uh, as a marketing strategist at an agency supporting LVMH. Uh, I had a really great time and I learned a lot doing that. I was head of marketing for a startup called Stylecaster, uh, which exited. Uh, and then most recently before starting Query, uh, I was helping manage brand strategy for American Express. Uh, and that that's really <clears throat> where I learned a lot and was able to grow. Um, and kind of where the idea of Query came to be. Um, so Query is a, a paid media agency. Uh, we manage uh, Facebook ads, Google ads, and full funnel campaigns for e-commerce brands that want to scale and grow. Um, and what I learned while at my time at uh, American Express was uh, the best brands really understand the value of brand and uh, bring in the right partners to help them scale their businesses. And for American Express, that meant bringing in a media agency that knew how to drive uh, brand awareness campaigns all the way down to performance marketing uh, and really following that customer through the whole uh, journey. And so I really wanted to do that for e-commerce, uh, especially in the mid-market range, uh, and give that you know tool that didn't really exist for a lot of them. Uh, to, to give that as an opportunity for them to actually start scaling. That's awesome. I love that. So when this comes out, we'll be kind of just after Black Friday, Cyber Monday, probably heading into Q1. That's typically a lull for e-commerce brands, right? I mean, if you look at the main re revenue driver of brand, typically it's Q4. But, you know, I'm curious, yeah. right? Like after the holiday season, what have you seen brands be successful with, right? Because they might be sitting on excess yeah. inventory from the holiday. They might be trying to launch new campaigns for you know, Q1. What have you seen in the past work for different brands that, that you've been uh, working with? Yeah, so I like to say that there should never be a lull. And, and so let's try and fix that uh, as quickly as possible. So um, January is a great time. Pretty much by end of December, early January, we're finalizing 2024 plans uh, yeah, and, and budgets and really thinking through kind of what's our annual going to look like? What can we expect? We're reviewing our Black Friday and Q4 results to really understand what the future might look like. And I know next year is going to be very um, confusing. Uh, consumer demand is really interesting. Uh, there's the Summer Olympics. There's an, it's an election year. So if you're not accounting for those things in, in your media plans and, and just your marketing strategy overall, uh, you're going to have a bad time. So, so take, take advantage of that. Um, and, and so you know, that, that's kind of step one. It's, it's annual planning, really knowing and laying out what's our calendar, what's our forecast, what's our expectations. The second part of it is January is a great time to liquidate extra inventory. Um, so uh, just because the holidays are over doesn't mean that you shouldn't take advantage of the fact that uh, people are returning goods and have dollars to spend. Um, and so you're going to see a lot of uh, returns, you know, in, in what Facebook likes to call Q5, the time between uh, you know, Christmas delivery windows and, and the beginning of January. Um, but that those dollars in terms of gift cards and, and money in pocket 
exists into January. And so uh, getting rid of old styles, getting rid of old inventory, uh, it, it's a great opportunity in January. That's awesome. I, lo I love that insight. I, I'm curious. So when it comes to scaling media sp spend or, or, you know, planning for 2024, how does your team take that approach with a brand that you're working with, right? Do you kind of look at what's worked in the past? What creative you think, you know, you need to utilize? How do you build that creative? I mean, walk us through one of these plans for 2024. Yeah, so it all starts with the audience, right? So uh, every year we learn a little bit more about the customer. The customer changes how they do, how they shop, um, and so it's really reviewing everything that happened in the previous year uh, and marrying it with insights about the customer. So how are they shopping online? What categories matter to them? Are there new competitors in the space? All of the things uh, that you really need to understand to put yourself in those shoes, uh, and that create that's the beginnings of then the annual plan. Uh, from there, we're saying, okay, well, what channels should we be in, uh, engaging with? Uh, how are they engaging with media online? You know, uh, has mobile become even more important than it has for them? Are they transitioning onto TikTok? Is you know, connected TV a, a huge opportunity? Um, what influencers matter, and what's actually influencing them? Those are all questions that we really need to be able to answer, uh, and then really understanding also uh, what triggered the purchase for them. Was it a deal? Was it a new product launch? Um, and how do we get more of those people, uh, you know, understanding that that's, that's the customer journey and that's the customer behavior. So uh, it's really, it starts with a lot of research uh, and, and digging into the customer base and, and understanding who we have so far and then extrapolating that out to, okay, this is what our prospects want from us and this is what they're expecting to see from us. Uh, that, tra that translates into, you know, a media mix, a marketing calendar. So, you know, what months matter? What weeks matter? Is Valentine's Day important? If Valentine's Day is important, I hope you're planning for it now because it's going to be here before you know it. Um, right. You know, things like that are, are really important because uh, you don't want to miss these opportunities and you don't want to be late. Um, and, and that's the other element of it. Uh, we close that with a 12-month forecast, right? Uh, let's put dollars against what we're you know, these, these insights and say, okay, this is actually what we're going to be doing. This is where we're going to be flighting our dollars. This is what the expected impact is going to be. Uh, and here's how we're going to uh, gauge success. Got it. Got it. As an agency that really focuses on, you know, media buying and scaling a brand across channels, how important do you think, you know, kind of your data sources are, right? You've got a lot of brands that use tools like Triple Whale or High, high Rose, and there's so many kind of data analytics, source of truth type of yeah platforms out there that are trying to understand attribution. How important is that? Do you think you can just look at, okay, you know, today we spent $5,000 and we generated $10,000 in revenue, right? Can it be that simple or is it really, really important to have in place one of these attribution type of platforms? Yeah, I'd say please have an attribution platform in place. It is uh, really important, but it's also not the end-all be-all, right? So it's not a silver bullet at the end of the day. Uh, we work pretty closely with a tool called Rockerbox. Uh, we really like working with them and, and have been able to get a lot of work with them on a lot of our clients. Um, but they're not the only tool out there, and, and they just happen to be what has worked well for, for the brands that we've worked with. Um, but uh, I would say multi-touch attribution is a really important piece of the measurement puzzle. Uh, but things like incrementality testing and marketing mix modeling are all really key. Uh, I think a lot of marketers realized that uh, as soon as GA went away and we entered into the world that is Google Analytics 4, um, 
and just transparently how frustrating it can be at times. Um, data and, and managing data has become more important than ever before. So, so we actually built our own proprietary dashboard that brings in all of the data together into one place. Uh, and we can, it helps us make really intelligent decisions on our media plans and media spends. Uh, and so that becomes one piece of the puzzle. Multi-touch attribution tools become another piece. And then incrementality becomes our third piece, as well as just overall revenue. Uh, all those together kind of help you pinpoint what's working and what's not working. Uh, but I'd say, uh, Performance marketing and advertising as a whole is kind of going through uh, this evolution where we're reverting back to the fundamentals, where it's not always about dollar in, dollar out, or dollar in, two dollars out, uh, and really understanding that uh, not every channel can be measured with the same measuring stick, and that's different channels and different tactics are ha should have different expectations. Um, because if we just focus on return on ad spend and only try and drive for the highest return on ad spend, we're never actually investing in building the brand or really reaching new customers. Because we're only going to always be reaching the customers that are ready to purchase, already know who we are, and we're just, you know, kind of fulfilling from that perspective. Um, and as consumers have more choices than ever before and consumer demand is falling, brand is becoming even more important than ever before. Because now you have to really very clearly answer the question, why us over anyone else? And so that competitive view is becoming more uh, difficult and important. Uh, and it's why it's part of one of the biggest pieces of our 2024 plans. That's awesome. I love that. I think it's a really unique take. And I'm, I'm curious because... You know, so many people and so many people in performance marketing talk about how important creative is. I'm curious how you've seen that in your plans and forecasting, right? Do you actually go yeah. in when you think about 2024 and say, hey, I know that we need to refresh our creative every week or every month. I know that we need to have you know, these up-to-date designs to be able to hit our performance goals. What does that look like when you intertwine you know, performance marketing with creative? It's a really big piece of the puzzle. And, and truthfully, I, I think one of the things that people um, miss is for us, it's less the creative and more the message. So what's the offer? What's the message? Uh, creative, we can test. Creative, we can get a lot of different variations of it and we can always try out new things. Getting creative is not the hard part. Getting the message right is the hard part. Uh, so what are we saying? What do we think it should say? What's going to resonate with our customer? What's going to actually get them to either purchase or put us in their consideration set, depending on what, what we're trying to do with the, with the creative. So, um, yeah, I think that, that that is an element that people uh, kind of mix together. It, it's it start with the offer, start with the message, and then worry about the creative. How are you actually telling that story, uh, either visually or through text? Um, I think as we look ahead to next year, we're looking at a lot more video from our clients, hopefully. Um, AI is definitely changing the way we get creative and, and it's making it more efficient for our clients to be able to give us a lot more creative than you know we would have uh, gotten otherwise. It's actually more on my team to determine what creative we actually think is going to uh, work well because there's just so much now. Um, and quality, uh, quantity doesn't always equal quality. And so we get a lot. And uh, I'll give you a perfect example. We can get a lot of creative uh, where there's so many different variations. Let's say I, I'm promoting a handbag ad and it's a woman holding a handbag. I can use AI to put her on a beach, in a forest, in a kitchen. I can change the color of the handbag. I can change the person. And next thing I know, I've got 100 variations of the same ad. And I can run that and 
you know, there's going to be a performance marketer out there going, yeah, that's a great idea. You should run all hundred. And my response would be, if I run a hundred, Facebook's going to spend about a hundred dollars on each of them. And now I just wasted a ton of money to figure out a winner. When I can say, Hey, the incremental lift on all of these is probably going to be pretty minimal. Let's figure out the right message and offer. Should it be a woman holding a handbag or should it just be a flat lay handbag or should it be her doing something? Should it be a video? So let's test bigger changes versus individual things. And so that that's a key element of our plans for next year. Um, and then also just being very relevant to the time. So if it's, you know, if it's winter, let's run winter ads. Let's not do right. people in shorts. Just simple things like that, right? Uh, it, it's kind of the, what I said before, it's going back to the basics. Let's get the basics right and let's make sure we're doing it well. I want to touch on one of the case studies on your website because Peak Design is, is one of my favorite brands. I love their bags and what they do. Um, for those looking to check it out, Query's website is we are query. That's Q R Y dot com. So we are Q R Y dot com. And on the case studies, they've got a example of increasing Peak Designs online revenue by over sixty six percent. So really curious just to dive into that, understand you know what went into that, and uh, you know give give our audience a, a breakdown of how your team made that happen. Yeah, so they're they're a perfect example of a brand that's excited uh, to just try anything, and as long as we can kind of put together a real good case for it, they're they're up for it, and uh, it's been a marketer's dream. Uh, they're also one of the coolest brands. They're one of my favorite brands too. It's it's like awesome. Um, they're a great brand because their culture internally is their culture externally too, and so they built a huge community around that, which has made it. Uh, really fun to to kind of put together campaigns around. So uh, when they came to us to kind of work with them, and um, we still work with them. Actually, we just launched their Black Friday campaigns uh, this morning. So you should go shop if you can. Okay. Um, click an ad. Uh, um, they, you know, they came to us and, and they were just really under investing in their paid media because they had never gotten to a point where they could, uh, they felt like they trusted their media agency and, and the media agency never actually told them kind of what was actually happening and where they needed to invest. So uh, they tried a lot of agencies that were, you know, the ROAS and uh, focused and not really brand building. And Peak's a perfect example of they've already built a community. Our job was to get more people into the community and uh, let the community sell. So the brand sells itself because of, you know, who they are and, and the products they create and uh, just their attention to detail. And so that's what we did work with them, identified who their customer was, identified kind of what motivates someone to get excited about the brand. Um, and then we told that story in all different channels. And uh, we helped build it from the top of the funnel all the way down to product ads um, that you know sold the product all said and done. Uh, and that's how we we're able to scale them. We really scaled them quickly um, and, and have continued to since then. They, they've been uh, blowing it out of the water pretty regularly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Samir, well, thanks again for sharing this insight. And thank you, everyone, for listening in to this episode of e-commerce on tap brought to you by Sourceify. Samir, if people want to get in touch, follow you or learn more about Query, where can they find you? Yeah, so find me on LinkedIn. You can follow me there or um, check us out. We are QRY.com. We've got a newsletter. Uh, we share data uh, every month on media trends and insights. Definitely worth the subscribe. And uh, it's the easiest way to get in touch with me as well. Awesome. Samir, thanks again. And thank you everyone for listening in to this episode of e-commerce on tap brought to you by Sourceify.